podcast. This is the weekly podcast uh, coming to you from the University of California, Irvine's Division of Continuing Education. And we talk all about food, restaurants, dining, uh, food culture in uh, Southern California, most specifically Orange County, sometimes Long Beach, and even South County. Uh, Lolita, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm looking forward to another recap of last week's food adventures and then maybe even a little special edition today. Uh, we do have a shorter uh, roster here in the podcasting booth. Mostly um, because we're missing some 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 friends. We're missing our dearest Amy. Oh, and Amy. even producer Zen has left us. That's right. We've tried to get many, many other <laughs> guests on this show and... Director of Marketing Communications and All Things Awesome, Tim Keith, has he continued to stiff minute. us. <laughs> but we will not fail. And thankfully, we can always trust on uh, Shant Kuyumjian to join us here. <laughs> and so, Sean, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, we'll take a quick break before we get into the show. And uh, be sure to stick around. OC Eatly is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. Welcome back. Today's episode is going to be special, not only because we have a shortened roster, but uh, we're also going to touch a little bit on an upcoming event. One of us is celebrating. And uh, Lolita, what do you have to say about uh, what are you doing next weekend? I, I'm getting married next weekend. Woo! Ah! Applause! <laughs> uh, I'm a mess right now. Yeah. I feel like I'm stressed and I'm tired, but I'm excited all at once. Did yeah, you feel that way? Totally. It was like so much anticipation. I mean, for the guy, uh, I think there was a little less planning. I knew... <laughs> I don't know if that's kind of like how your roles have been reversed because I know Alex is more of a bridezilla, so maybe you're kind of like the, the male's role, but probably not because it's, you know, you're the bride. But uh, for me, it was kind of like smooth coasting uh, the week prior. Uh, all the decisions had been made and, um, you know, it was it was just, yeah, I was just really happy and, and I've excited. Been, I've been so. trying to do that. Like I've been saving yeah. everything to be like confirmed and situated and everything. And we yeah. have our, our last meeting with the coordinator tonight even. Nice. And so hopefully next week is just, you know, easing into okay. into the, the weekend. So uh, not to make today's podcast a therapy session, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I think something that we can kind of uh, de-stress over is maybe just talk a little bit about what kind of food we can expect at uh, your guys' celebration I've never been to a, a Thai Chinese wedding, um, and then when we talk about that, we can even uh, talk a little bit about my wedding that uh, you were able to attend. So thank you so much for celebrating that with me last year. Um, and uh, yeah, like what? Uh, there, there's a couple different segments of your wedding, right? So in the morning, there's yes. a, a Thai tea ceremony. Yes. So there's there's a lot going on. Okay. Um, so we actually have a very traditional tea ceremony that will be on the day before. Okay. Um, and that will be, you know, kind of the, the, the practice of Chinese culture of serving tea to your elders. Hmm. And that's a form of respect. Yeah. And also, um, you know, for a, a, a way for them to celebrate you too. And cool. uh, 
the food that we'll have there is tea, of course, and that will be served. But we're also going to have two roast pigs. All right. Uh, we'll also be having some um, chow mein noodles cool. and some fried rice. Um, some people do like a, a traditional dinner for that. But because we have so many other activities going on that weekend, yeah. we're doing our tea ceremony in the afternoon. Okay. So it's kind of like right after lunch right before dinner kind of thing. So we're doing it more of like appetizer style, so to speak. All right. Um, and uh, Is the pig being roasted like at the house? No, no, like no, no. In the ground no, behind no, 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 somebody's no. house? No. <laughs> uh, is no. that insensitive for me to say? But, uh, uh, no, I'm sure there's some vendor or a restaurant that'll do it for you guys. Yeah, we're yeah. actually ordering it from um, one of my best friends. His name is Alex. Okay. He, uh, his dad used to own a very popular dim sum restaurant up in Roland Heights. Nice. Called Hong Kong Palace. Okay. And uh, he recently sold that restaurant, but he still has another one in the area um, called Diamond Palace, which is is very like traditional Cantonese style, Hong Kong style kind of food. Mm-hmm. So we'll be ordering our food from there. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really good. And then um, there's another ceremony right day of the wedding. Yes, there's two more the day of. There's two more the day <laughs> of. why I'm um, so crazy So right there's now. like three ceremonies before the actual wedding. Yeah. And is, so there a doing... we- is there a ceremony at the actual wedding? Yes, there, there is. is. There's like a traditional like maybe yeah. American mm-hmm. style. American style. So you're getting married four times next weekend? Three times. Three okay. times. So the, t- the tea <laughs> ceremony is the first one. Yes. And then that... The day after Saturday, we're going to do both, like, the Thai style and then the American reception. Yeah. So at the Thai ceremony wedding, um, that is at the Buddhist temple. Yeah. And a lot of that is basically, you know, um, we get a blessing from the monks. Okay. And then kind of the the fun part about it is any of our guests who are older than us um, get to pour, like, this holy water into our hands and give us a blessing. Ah, um, so it's kind of special sweet. in its own way. But for for food, we're hosting, like, a continental breakfast there. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I wanted to try and get, like, Thai porridge, which they call joke. Uh-huh. Um, in Thai, which is super, super yummy. I just don't know if that's going to happen because there's just so many activities going on that day. Yeah. yeah. It's just another logistic to it's plan. It's just crazy, yeah. yeah and like then, how's it going to be served? Exactly. What's it be served out of? Exactly. Yeah, what exactly. kind of uh, equipment do you have at the temple? What do we need to bring? Yeah, all that stuff. All right. um, and then in the evening, we have our American reception. Really looking forward to that. I'm and super excited for that. There's going to be aviation involved. There will be. There <laughs> indeed will be. Yeah. Um, our catering company that we work with, they're exclusive to our venue. They're called Jay's Catering. Okay. They've been around for, I think, 50 years now. Wow. Um, they, they do exclusive catering for quite a few venues in Orange County and L.A. that are really popular. Yeah. Um, but we are doing a buffet style Great. for our wedding there. Um, it just kind of has to be that way because we have a, a pretty large guest count. Yeah. But there's a lot of kids, too. There's 15 kids. 15 kids. That's and awesome. I think, like, 220 adults. Yeah. Wild. So, it's huge. <laughs> um, I can kind of read off our dinner menu, though. Oh, that'd be great. I'm excited for Santorini chicken. Okay. Breast of chicken grilled with lemon herb seasoning. Wow. Garnished with artichoke hearts, mushrooms, red bell peppers, and shredded fresh basil. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so good. We also have a tortellini with creamy pesto. Okay. Ring-shaped pasta stuffed with creamy ricotta and pecorino cheese tossed in a homemade creamy pesto sauce. 
Mm -hmm. And for our sides, we have a garlic mashed potato, fresh vegetable medley, and then also a pear and walnut salad. Ooh, that salad sounds bomb. Yeah. So the... the I love like the sweet, nutty salad. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's super refreshing. We wanted something that was a little bit more simpler. Um, If anyone's familiar with Jay's... Um, catering out there they have a huge menu they have an asian menu they yeah. have a uh, mexican menu they have all sorts of different kinds of food options that you can choose great um we just figured because we were doing so many other cultural things you know we, we wanted something very just american traditional yeah yeah good for you guys yeah. i think uh, people will be comfortable with that and uh, I love the buffet style because then people can kind of like manage the portions exactly. of what they want. Exactly. And if they're on like this kind of crazy, uh, crazy, um, uh, what would you say, like fasting diet, yeah. like <laughs> keto intermittent fasting diet, then there's going to be some options for them there too. Exactly. Um, are you guys doing any type of cake or like a dessert yeah. bar, or so dessert table? You inspired my cake, yes. Brett. So we got our cake from Kings Hawaiian. Yes. Much like you, which oh I'm gosh. super excited for. Did and you we'll- go do the tasting yet? I did. Oh my God. That it's was in- so good. It was intense. That I think the tasting was one of the best parts of I getting agree. married. I agree. It was yeah. like one of my favorite parts. Like literally you just pick like what, four different kinds yeah. of like cake flavors that you want to try. Uh-huh. You go in, you sit down and they just bring everything out to you. And it's like full on slices yeah. too. Oh so man, good. we had so much cake left over yes. just from the tasting. Yes. It was like the best and the worst experience of our wedding because after we did our cake tasting, Natalie and I set out to do like an eight mile hike. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like cake isn't necessarily the best uh, like workout food for you to eat <laughs> like pre-workout food uh, you know we probably both had like close to 45 or like 60 grams of sugar in a short amount of time <laughs> in, in addition to like all, all this just frosting you know frosting and carbs and cake it's batter it's so good though yeah they have so many flavors they do I know. I wish you could just kind of get smaller samples of everything, I know, but uh, I that's know. not how it works. We did that. We're doing like a four-tier cake, and we mixed the flavors. <laughs> yeah, I think we did two or three different yeah. flavors as well. Yeah. Um, and I just love their just basic presentation of the cake. It's they don't so have nice. like these over-the-top, like Mm-mm. huge skyscraper cakes. Nope. It's just like three or four layers. It's yeah. pretty small and manageable. And then to serve more people, they do uh, like sheet cake yeah. that they'll just bring out afterwards. Yeah, and it's uh, very, it's very good. It's it's actually not super sweet either, in my opinion. No. Um, because we went to a few other places to try cake, and depending on the kind of decor you want to do for the wedding and, and the flavor and everything, the fondant gets really thick sometimes. Yeah. And it just doesn't taste good. And I think King's does a really good job of keeping the cakes natural yeah. and not overly sweet. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. We did um, <clears throat> fresh strawberries on our cake too. And I forget if – because King's is – overall really affordable Mm -hmm. but for these little add-ons i remember them being like oddly expensive and that's probably like where they make their money um and i believe like to add fresh strawberries on a cake that is like a base price of say it's like a 200 dollars cake to Mm -hmm. add fresh strawberries it was like an additional 50 dollars. yeah you're like what how can fresh strawberries be a 25 percent upcharge (laughs) so i think the um auxiliary caterers that we had provide us with like Armenian food that we had told the wedding vendor were our family members. Um, <laughs> we actually had them do the fresh strawberries on our cake, uh, just like as an when added thing. There, so when they good. got there, so we had a couple different teams working on things, but I have to say Brett's wedding easily had some of the best food. Thank you. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. We really felt like that, uh, as well. And it was one of the strengths of our venue that food was kind of built into the cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have their own catering company, 
And um, we wanted to have like an Armenian wedding, but we didn't want to go to an Armenian wedding venue. And <laughs> we didn't want to just like put all of our money in just one big Armenian caterer because I don't think it was going to impact the cost of our venue. They wouldn't necessarily give us a discount. So, uh, yeah, we had a, an additional vendor come in who was our quote unquote family. And uh, <laughs> they brought stuff for appetizers like dolma, which are stuffed grape leaves, hummus, tabbouleh. And then we even had some Armenian like pastries and, and bread. Um, and then I believe that there was baklava too that was served with our cake at the end. Yes, um, there was. But yeah, it was a very it's fun so experience. Good. And it was a bummer. I think the only bummer is that, yeah, when you're getting married, you're so busy that you can't really you just like eat. sit there and enjoy all the yeah. food. But um, yeah, just one of the happiest and uh, coolest experiences, I think. So if you're stressed right now, Lolita, just realize that uh, it's going to be a fun time and you're going to look back and, you know, miss it I think at one point so just be in the moment and uh, appreciate the pending challenge or whatever you think of it right now so definitely, um, definitely. yeah it's really going to be cool and I know that you have a system of support and people that are going to you know make you feel loved and, and wonderful so yeah. yeah I'm super excited too actually because well I guess this will be saved for another podcast but yeah. we planned a little mini moon after the trip up to Napa nice so that'll be nice okay yeah. a little wine tasting yeah. you know some camping <laughs> <laughs> not camping and here we go uh, Uh, But uh, a couple of the things I wanted to share for the week, and we are going to do a little bit of an abbreviated uh, cast for today, Um, but uh, I wanted to share that uh, I visited Nick's on 2nd in Belmont Shore in in Long Beach this week, and uh, they actually have a seasonal menu. I think there are some things that stick on their menu throughout the year, but um, two of the seasonal items that we got to experience uh, were their chipino and their meatloaf. Uh, both of which were just like so perfectly done and fresh mm. and just clean and ingredient wise. We just had no food hangover afterwards and they were extremely like generously portioned as well. Um, the meatloaf like melted in your mouth and it was covered with uh, like glazed onions and just on top of uh, just like white mashed potatoes. But it was just oh done God, like so, so perfectly. Like when do you go out to a nice restaurant and say like, I'll order the meatloaf. That's kind of like a, a B-level dish. Like you wouldn't really <laughs> think that a meatloaf would be something you would get at, at a night re- nice restaurant. This is also the same Nick's in Laguna. It is. Right. It and is. they're known for like their yeah. steaks. Same and, franchise. Yeah. 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 Um, but meatloaf was bomb. I think my favorite part of this meal was feeding Ari uh, this delicious meatloaf. <laughs> um, he just like gobbles up uh, anything that he can chew and, and, and taste. We've been doing a really good job of uh, exposing him to food. And That's good. I have Natalie to thank for that because she puts time into steaming and, and cooking and preparing and then blending like these different uh, medleys for him. Uh, so he eats really well. I think he probably eats better than all of us do. And, um <laughs> Yeah, uh, when we were out, we realized that uh, something that he could eat at our table was just my meatloaf. So we were kind of like mashing the meatloaf up. It was already just kind of like melt in your mouth, but we would do like meatloaf potato mix just on like a spoon and just he was, yeah, devouring it. What other foods does he like? Uh, He loves banana avocado. Banana avocado? Yeah, banana, like 50-50, like banana avocado is delicious. That is so funny. You could actually, I think, use like banana, avocado, cacao. Say you did like a blend of banana avocado cacao as a uh like cake frosting oh uh, substitute really yeah so delicious um 
and even I think there are some mousses that use avocado as a base. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, you can do like an avocado cacao mousse. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, avocado banana. Uh, he also does uh, kale pear. So he loves uh, kale pear. Wow. He also does um, sweet potato, carrot, uh, kale. Um, he'll do uh, peas mixed with like sweet potato and kale. Is it all like blended? Yeah, usually? yeah. So first you cook it separately, like yeah. in separate pots, and then um, you put it. So even after it's cooked, I think the little machine that we have mm-hmm. steams it even further. Mm. So it's almost like a food processor that has steaming capability. Okay. So you put all of the prepared or pre cooked stuff into this little food processor. It steams it for a little bit, and then once it's ready, it says, like, you can blend me. And so you puree it in this processor, and then you, you just have food ready to serve them so that is so cool um yeah he'll do ground beef in there too so um we'll cook like grass-fed filet and Mm. then you uh puree it with whatever else you have like that you wanted to add to it but uh yeah like i said some of this the food that he eats is delicious we'll do pureed chicken breast as well um but we're trying to yeah just keep him fed and and happy he's got a couple teeth coming in too which is super cute so i think he'll be able within the next i'm sure within the next six months to start chewing a little bit more um but uh yeah so that was my nick's experience so feeding ari his first uh kind of fine dining meatloaf um (laughs) and uh then uh had another awesome episode of uh, 24 Hours to Hell and Back, which is oh uh, Chef Gordon Ramsay's Gordon Ramsay. uh, new reality show. And this week we watched him go to this diner in Memphis, Tennessee called the Catfish Cabin. <laughs> and um, I don't know how they – they definitely don't uh, turn the show around in 24 hours. They claim that the entire reno takes 24 hours. Like they literally close and then 24 hours they're open with new people in the in the store. But – we caught a slip of one of the characters where he had, like, in an interview, he was saying, oh, like, over the last couple of days since you guys have been here, uh, you know, we've been so happy. So I think it takes a couple of days. Regardless, they do amazing work. And, like, this restaurant was so nasty. <laughs> um, can you just just imagine, like, the frying vats, uh, you know, of these diners and the people that had been working at this place had been there for, like, 15 years plus, And they could not remember the last time they – that that anyone cleaned the kitchen like they're pulling back the frying trays and there was like cockroach infestation they found like a dead rat dude there were like worms it was so (laughs) bad and they like show the owner this and gordon ramsay was just like yelling at them like what do you have to say for yourself that's horrible (laughs) oh man Catfish it's, Cabin? It's great TV. Ugh. Yeah, and the Catfish Cabin really seems like they're going to turn it around. Um, this was In all the episodes, they do a great job of showing Gordon Ramsay's emotional side, and he really wants to lift people up and inspire them to do better. Um, I think you always see that, even in uh, the original like Hell's Kitchens. He's, even though he kind of like craps on people, he mm-hmm. builds them back up and wants them to perform. Um, so... Uh, this was a story of a daughter who was trying to manage this restaurant her father owns and he's, you know, close to retirement. He's never coming to the restaurant and the daughter was having conflict with one of the other managers. So they end up firing the other manager on the show, which was kind of brutal, but they did have some video surveillance of her taking money out of the register. Um, And uh, one of the cooks who was there for like 20 years mentioned how she had known this daughter since the daughter was like not even walking, you know, like I've seen... Uh, I had seen Sally, you know, from the time she was a baby, and it makes me so proud that she's, you know, part of this process now. So um, very heartwarming. And 
I think Lolita just tried to check in on Yelp for Catfish Cat. I did. So these episodes are so um, quickly produced that I don't think that there's even enough time after they do the remodel for Yelp to catch up. Yeah, I don't see anything yet. Uh, Honestly, I I think they're shot like four weeks before the uh, episode airs. That's crazy. um, Because there's bad reviews on like Catfish Cabin where it definitely sounds like it was before the reno in December. Oh, wow. Um, So, yeah. If you look at the pictures, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah, Catfish Cabin is funky. It's like a funky old building. They don't don't touch the outside of these places at all. Doesn't it make you wonder, though, like, how does... I mean, I I don't know what it is like in in Tennessee, but in California, we have, like, inspectors come and inspect the restaurants We do, but... I don't like to really put the numbers to paper, yeah. but imagine like how many restaurants there are That's and true. how many inspectors are there really? <laughs> um, I might have mentioned this in the previous show, but I know the OC Register releases like a weekly restaurant closures they do. in Orange County. They do. Um, so that's kind of cool to yeah. peruse. Uh, one of my favorite like grocers in Costa Mesa that I'd gone to forever was shut down. Like Growers Direct got shut down for like cockroach infestation. Oh, I heard about Growers like, Direct. Oh my god, it's a cool <laughs> produce shop, and it always you know felt like so uh, felt like so hip you know to go shop yeah. there because it's kind of like a farmer's market, yeah. but it's just a grocery store. But with cockroaches, not going back there anymore. <laughs> um, oh, and then there are some little things. But Natalie reminded me that this is very important. Um, that like, if a restaurant doesn't have hot water, mm-hmm. so say like somebody goes in and they check in the restrooms to wash their hands, and yeah. there's not hot water, you can the restaurant will be shut down by the health department just really? for that. But it all comes down to sanitation, right? So like, if That's the uh, building doesn't have uh, sufficient hot water, mm-hmm. then the restaurant can't sanitize their dishes. So why would you want to eat in a restaurant That's that can't true. sanitize their pots and pans? So something minor like that does have a big impact on the, the food safety. Isn't that crazy? Experience. Like that's stuff that we just don't think about as consumers. No, you know, like no. on average, we go into the restaurant and we're, we're thinking about the food. You know, how good is the food? What are we going to eat today? Yeah. What are we going to order? Yeah. All this stuff going on in the background. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. I know. It'll make you not want to eat out ever again. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we'll be, we'll, be, uh, we'll be putting bacon on like Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, uh, yeah, I have to call Shant out for this, too. <laughs> I was talking about this before we started recording, but uh, Shant texts me on, and it's perfect that he's producing our show today, too, but <laughs> he texts me on Saturday. He's like, bro, he's like, I hope you guys are having a great weekend, man. I just wanted to let you know that you got to check out, like, Kirkland brand bacon. Uh, highly recommended. They have, like, a really good, uh, you know, selection there, and I really am looking forward to getting a slab of it. Um, yeah, man, the, yeah. the problem with the one I've recommended to you, Trader Joe's, is that I just go through it so quickly because there's only right. eight slices small. per container. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. No, with the Kirkland, I mean, because it's from Costco, so you get, you know, because, like, it's so much work to cook the bacon, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. at least, like, unless I'm cooking it at a lower temperature. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I did 350 for, like, maybe 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. 30, 35 minutes. And, like, you know, you have to make sure... <laughs> It's all, uh, you know, it's, it's. I mean, everybody well, cooks it to their, you know, however they want. So we left this like out, but it. it's so much work to cook the bacon because Sean, <laughs> Sean, Sean, at least in this weekend, Sean individually hung each slice of bacon on, one, on, a, on each little grate. On Crazy. Each little bar in his oven has like a little bacon hanging from it, like up. it's a Christmas ornament. What did you call it? You well, called it like I a saw, draping. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was because uh, I was... 
um, you know, I was trying to cook this bacon and the and the top always turns out great. Yeah. Like and you know, it's a game changer to do it in the oven as we both figured yeah, out. Yeah, like, yeah. Never unless I'm forced to, like never again would I do it in a pan. Neither will the, I the mess yeah. and like how burnt it gets. Sure, so sure. and like the fat like emulsifies into the actual meat yeah. when you put it in the oven. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. But the bottom, because there's so much grease, and obviously you don't put grease on a bacon pan. Yeah. There's so much, but it's like swimming in it. So I was like, how do I, how do I prevent that from happening? So yeah. So what I did was I, you know, I draped it over. Air baked. It's like air baked. Yeah, air baked. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, so he texted me this funny picture and it's just kind of like a, imagine, I don't know, imagine like a drapery store, but it's just like bacon bacon hanging from the ceiling of a drapery store. And you can see like, did you put a pan at the yes, bottom I too. You gotta put a yeah, pan yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because you don't want like a grease fire in the oven. That's <laughs> the last thing I need. Yeah, but that was funny. Uh, Sean's a definite believer in the baked bacon, so yes, yeah, we're, we're happy am. to share that. How many slices do they put in the Kirkland? Kirkland? Pack, um, oh, say? good question. At least like sixteen. Oh yeah, at least so. I would say at least sixteen. Okay, it was like the cool. full tray, and then I had to overlay too, which was a mistake. Yeah, and so I got a little greedy. You can't rush bacon. You got to <laughs> no, really yeah. each piece needs its That's own true. space. Yeah. So it, another variable <laughs> is like the thickness of the cookie sheet that you use, and so I had told Sean, I don't know what it is, but I think that the cookie sheet I use is somewhat insulated, or at least it's like uh, double wrapped. So there's like two layers of steel, mm-hmm. um, and so I'll just do that cookie sheet i'll do a slice of, or a piece of aluminum foil and then i actually just put mm. the i put the bacon down like straight onto the aluminum foil and maybe your temperature is off a little bit but i've been cooking at 425 for about oh. 15 minutes so maybe oh, wow. originally when i talked to you i was like oh 350 is the, the spot but i did right. go through a couple batches where it wasn't ideally crisp at all so maybe i'm maybe, boiling it yeah <laughs> maybe maybe bump it up to 425 okay that's good to know and man. uh just monitor the time and just straight on aluminum foil yeah i, okay. I do it straight I on aluminum foil uh do you like yeah. it like more crispy or i like it just medium yeah it's got to be like both crispy as well as um still just like tender and juicy and i feel like you get that when you oven bake you get like the best of both you do you know yeah yeah i'm telling you brett it's like a whole new way of tasting (laughs) bacon like you have not tasted bacon until you you cook it in the oven okay you need to try this it it is i I know it's like one of the funny things i I didn't discover this till I was like 30 years old. <laughs> I've been struggling for so many years. Like once you put it on the stove with the pan, there's no, that's grease how I going do it. everywhere. Yeah, it's all over and the like, place. Literally, your <clears throat> stove is covered. In the front of the stove is covered with grease by the end of it. Speaking of cake, I'm yeah, burning cake. chest hair off. <laughs> I don't know that adds to the flavor, <laughs> according to Armenia. Yeah. Uh, so yeah it's like a health hazard but um, yeah so Kirkland bacon uh delicious I'm sure phenomenal is it just one kind like is it just regular smoked bacon um yeah it's like smoked um maybe like apple or like hickory but like it's very subtle but I mean you're basically buying it's it's pretty plain to be honest yeah but but it's a nice thick great cut and for the price it's it's phenomenal sure there's so many different like bacon, there's just so many different flavors and types. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's crazy. Yeah, you just want it to be as basic as possible. Right. Um, the Trader Joe's one that I like is like applewood smoked, but That's yeah, there's not much too. flavor. The Trader Joe's one yeah. is also a good price. I think it's only about six bucks, and you do get eight slices. Yeah. Um, whereas like your traditional grocery store bacon is minimum like ten if you want like a good quality one. Um, ten dollars. 
But, uh, well, cool. Thanks for sharing. And, yeah, I appreciate your interaction. <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> I'll keep you updated if I yeah, keep have me, any new discoveries. Keep me posted so. or any other inventions. I'm the bacon draping. Yeah. You got it. In Boy Scouts, uh, there's, like, some traditions where the older scouts would send the young kids on kind of, like, wild goose chases. So a couple of the things that they would be uh, required to look for is, like, a blueberry peeler. So, like, you would tell, like, a little 10-year-old, like, hey, you're on your first (laughs) camp out. Oh, man, we're trying to uh, prepare dinner. Can you go find our blueberry peeler? And, like, the little kid will, like, go all around camp, like, do you you guys have a blueberry peeler? Like, looking for a blueberry peeler? And then there's another one uh, for the campfires, and it's a uh, left-handed smoke shifter with a right-handed adapter. That's so So, like, you would think, oh, smoke shifter. That sounds like something we would definitely need. Like, I'm going to go look for it. And then the last one is a bacon stretcher. So, a bacon <laughs> stretcher? Yeah. So, can you go find our bacon stretcher? Um, and uh, maybe we're actually onto something here. Yeah. Like maybe. A, bacon stretcher, a bacon stretcher. You <laughs> kind of fix both ends of the bacon like you were making a hammock. And then you slide this into the oven. And, and there you go. For ultimate that, flavor. Yeah. Like, man. there's clamps on both ends. So you can feed, like, a if there's altitude. Underneath it, yeah. I mean, that could solve both problems. Yeah, <laughs> I'll could, work on it. Um, I one time saved the bacon grease um, in a mason I always jar. Do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you use so it good. to cook with other? Do you, um, yeah. Yes, and the great thing is, you if you want a too. bacon taste, obviously without yeah. the trouble of like you mm-hmm. know putting bacon in, yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, I think I tried it once in. Um, once I tried it with a steak, okay. just to see how it yeah. was. How was it? Um, I, it was it was interesting. I mean, steak is kind of like usually you want like a pure, yeah, you know, like the just, tastes just not the yeah, like salt, pepper, like regular oil. You know what I mean? But um, that was interesting. And then I had some leftover with spinach, which was very interesting. Oh too. yeah, I think something yeah, like a little bit more uh, porous, like a veggie that will yeah. absorb the flavor. Right. I bet if you did yeah. uh, bacon mushrooms, that that would be bomb. Oh, like mushrooms oh, with the bacon, yeah, so good. Maybe really like good. anything if you if it's wrapped in bacon, like yeah. try that food. I guess with that sauce with that uh oil and that might yeah that might That'll actually help. uh yeah yeah, yeah. That you might could be do like some sauteed sautéed sausages yeah. too yeah i cooked a not good tasting cornbread with <laughs> bacon grease actually so oh, i used the bacon grease as the fat in the cornbread so i like uh first before i put the cornbread mix into my cast iron skillet mm-hmm. i heated the bacon grease up in the skillet so it was bacon grease from eight pieces of bacon nice. so i was able okay. to capture almost all of the bacon from that uh bake and then i lined the cast iron skillet with the bacon grease got it really hot and then i poured my cornbread mix in so I wish that the cornbread mix was a little bit better of uh-huh. a recipe, and um, I would have appreciated it more. But um, yeah, it was it was that effective. That is cool. Well, yeah, hey, cool. props for worked. trying that, man. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you, That's thank really you. Cool. I think I talked about that cornbread in a previous episode. It wasn't too hot, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was trying to do like a traditional like low number of ingredient cornbread, and it turned out to just kind of make these like dry biscuits. Wait, was this the Thanksgiving episode? It may have been, or like the holiday episode. Yeah, I think it was holiday Something episode. Something like that. Yeah. yeah I used like too crunchy of ingredients. I think they were all, like, <laughs> it was like almond flour or something. I feel like with cornbread, you just you gotta go with. I know you gotta add what yeah, they say. Like, yeah. This was a, oh, this is why it was a flourless cornbread. So it was, <laughs> oh. yeah, it's flourless cornbread. It was kind of yeah. It turned out to be like hard tack biscuit almost. Mm. Um, but uh, alas, 
another funny dish that I saw on one of these Gordon Ramsay shows. We're just on kind of like a Gordon Ramsay kick at home. And he's on a big press tour because this uh, To Hell and Back is on a new uh, season. So mm. he's even showed up on some of the podcasts that I listen to. Um, but on an original Hell's Kitchen episode, some lady presented him with turkey tacos. What? And he's like looking at these tacos and he's like, who do you cook these for? <laughs> and she's just super candid. She goes, my kids. And he's like, you cook these for your kids and you're giving them to me. <laughs> he eats it and he looks her dead in the eye and he goes, oh, not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. great. And, uh, but uh, yeah, so tune into some Gordon Ramsay if you want a little bit more food journalism or food entertainment. Um, so yeah, I encourage you guys to do that. Uh, Lulita, are you going to be joining us? I think next week we're probably taking uh, taking it off. Or yeah, yeah, because you're out of the office. I will be out of the office. Days. Yeah, unless right. Amy. Yeah, maybe we'll do Amy. another abbreviated episode yeah. next week, and yeah. we'll talk all about you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, I'm out. <laughs> well, you're out. I'll be listening so. to it after, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, really looking forward to Lolita's wedding. Um, uh, thank you, Shant. For Thank helping you. us produce today. Thank you, um, Brett. Yeah. Do you guys have any other updates you wanted to share maybe before we say sayonara? I'll keep you posted on okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll save it for the next episode. Let me know. Let me know. <laughs> um, and then uh, just in DCE news, um, <clears throat> I did a uh, – fun lunch and learn for our colleagues this week and uh if you're interested in the best place to buy backpacking meals so this is food related i shared with everybody my favorite spot and it's believe it or not walmart uh walmart has a great selection of freeze-dried mountain house backpacking meals um so check them out if you're trying to stock up on emergency survival supplies that or lasagna was really good backpacking trip yeah. it was lasagna right yeah we yeah, had lasagna really with good. meat sauce and oh i tried the other one and it was not good the other meal <laughs> <laughs> the good to go meal did you have any of the that be- one the bean one the bean one yeah yeah I think me eyeballing the water proportions <laughs> didn't really work out with that one. So I tried it, and it was definitely needing more water. So. It was really funny because, yeah. Brett, was it you who brought them in? You had like these tiny little cups and the spoons yeah. and everything. It felt like you were at Costco, Sean. Yeah, like, yeah. Costco <laughs> just, sample. Yeah, you just yeah, saw like, awesome. Brett like, scooping them out, and then like they were handing them out to everyone. Yeah. 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 That lasagna was really good, That's though. Great. Um, but uh, – Thank you guys all for tuning in today. It was a pleasure to talk about food. This was, I guess, our wedding episode. Um, Maybe we'll talk about somebody else's wedding in the future. I'm (laughs) sure in the coming weeks we'll be able to celebrate and recap on the uh, magical weekend that is going to be Lolita's wedding. So congratulations in advance. Thank you. Uh, Excited and uh, happy for you and Alex. Thank you. uh, As always, uh, thank you for contributing to the OC Eatly podcast. Uh, Shant, thank you for today and have a great weekend, guys. Next time. Bye bye. Bye. They're called goals for a reason, there's something to strive for. They require attention, and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu.